So like people were becoming better at decision making, becoming better at making plans, better at logic. Um, and we was like, hey, what if we were able to really give this to a younger group? Uh, there's just really no chess scene here uh, with, with black faces in it. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Last month, the local organization Dream Builders for Equity kicked off a new program for local youth. It's called Black Squares, and the goal is to teach kids to play chess. Those kids can be as young as six all the way up to 18. But the focus, as you may have guessed from that name, is on black and brown kids who might not otherwise be exposed to the joys of chess. Black Square's second session was last Saturday. Our producer, Lara Hamden, stopped by to catch the action and talk to the kids learning to play. It's like a very fun game because it's like very fun to like play against other people. And also if you win, you kind of have bragging rights. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> What's the, kind of the most challenging part of this game for you? The challenging part is to try not to let your pieces get taken and try not to let your king get demo demolished. What about you, Kaden? Um, my favorite part about this game is how it differentiates itself from my school. But like school, you have to think about a lot of the stuff, and chess is a strategy game. So I have to also think about a lot of stuff. And I always tend to overthink things, and that's why I lose. So I always overthink what they're going to do. Well, do you think coming here will start helping you with that overthinking? Yeah, def it, it'll definitely help me over stop overthinking about what they're going to do. Because what I've learned from chess is, like, it's it, you don't have to predict their entire game, game plan. To, like, you have to try to predict their next move of sorts. Now, one of the parents who talked to Lara at last weekend's session was Nikki Joseph. She brought her son and daughter after seeing another parent posting about black squares on Instagram. And here's what Nikki took from Cassidy and King's first day. So just watching them and watching how they're learning and how they're interacting with the other kids that are here, just one, it just showed me how to work with them. <laughs> And it just also, um, you know, it just kind of made me proud to, like, my daughter came out of her shell. Like, she had said from the beginning that she wasn't playing with anybody else but her brother. <laughs> and, you know, she worked with the guys and then came out and she went to the table with one of the other girls. And, you know, she didn't give up, even though, you know, the other girl kept, you know, she kept winning, but she didn't give up. And that is parent Nikki Joseph. And joining us today to talk about this new program is Michael Woods. He's the co-founder and executive director of Dream Builders for Equity. Michael, welcome. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? And we're also joined today by Justice Williams. He is the director of Black Squares. Justice, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you. So, Justice, I want to start with your story since so much of this was put in motion by you. How did you get hooked on chess as a kid growing up in the Bronx? Uh, do you want the short? Um, I think we're having some technical problems there. Seems to be a common theme today. Um, Michael, let's talk about Dream Builders for Equity. Um, what is your organization involved with? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so with Dream Builders, just to give you guys a short overview, what we do is rehab properties and transform communities in the black and brown neighborhoods, but we do it by hiring 
um, minority contractors and high school youth. Uh, we give those high school youth equity in the properties, and that means that every time we sell a home, portions of that go directly to our students in scholarship form. Uh, not only that, the students are making 10 to $15 an hour, which is a youth employment component. And then lastly, the students are required to journal. We compile those journals and then make it into a book that the students then have 100% ownership of. And as you mentioned earlier, yeah, our new program is now Black Squares, um, and it is led by the superstar legend uh, Justice Williams. So I'm, I'm hoping he's able to to get back on. He, he has an amazing story. Yeah, Justice, I understand you're back with us. Tell me how you got hooked on chess. Yeah, so I, I, I learned how to play chess in the third grade. Um, something my mom really pushed for. Uh, I didn't really know anything about the game. And then I, I realized uh, early on that I was pretty bad. And so I just kept playing and playing. <laughs> it's a frank acknowledgement right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I realized I was really bad because uh, other kids were going to, like, nationals. They were traveling out the state to play. And I was like, oh, I'm going too. And they were like, no. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so then I had, to get, I had to get better. And then, um, I don't know, it just kind of spiraled out of control. I was just more in the motion and... By the fifth grade, I was one of the top players in the nation um, in my age group. Uh, and then that was my first time ever traveling outside of the country to play. Uh, I went to Brazil to do that. And then it just, by, by 12, I was, became the national, uh, the youngest African-American master yeah, that's, in history. Yeah, that's huge. So you got really, really good at chess. Is that what brought you to St. Louis to go to Webster? I know they have a great chess program. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Webster uh, has the number one chess team in the nation, and I was able to get a four-hour scholarship to go there. Uh, yeah. And so it's while you were at Webster that you ended up being connected with Dream Builders for Equity. Michael, uh, this role has been described as almost an intern role where, that Justice started in. Did you know about Justice's chess skills when you took him on with this organization? Yep, yep. So I think it was actually... Uh, some folks over at Webster who introduced us to Justice and just wanted to get him around some some mentors um, from the St. Louis area. Um, Neil and myself, Neil is the other co-founder of Dream Builders. We were already in love with chess, uh, but then once we met Justice, it was it was kind of over for us because now we we felt like we had to cheat sheet now, so we can just go to Justice and learn all of the information. Um, but the great thing that I really appreciated the most about Justice is the way that he was able to step in and engage with our high school youth. Mm -hmm. uh, those high school youth were able to see themselves inside of Justice, and Justice was able to see uh, himself inside of them. So that really provided our youth with living proof that they can accomplish anything and really just let them know, hey, if Justice can do it, so can they. Hmm. So you said you were in love with chess even before this. When did you realize that this could be a part of the mission of Dream Builders and not just a hobby? Um, it's kind of bad. So all of the kids, all of the students in the program um, just kept playing chess. Like once Justice came on board, um, and, and and I can and I gotta I gotta admit too, me and Neil were also uh, playing a lot of chess too. So it just got ridiculous. Everyone was just in love with it, and we were finding out that it was actually strengthening um, some of our cognition. So like people were becoming better at decision making, becoming better at making plans, better at logic. Um, and we was like, hey, what if we were able to really give this to a younger group? Um, mm. And then we're able to also allow our uh, current like mentors and students to engage with the six and seven year olds. And then Justice, of course, uh, being like 
the, the brains of the operation. This is something that he's been passionate about for years, uh, was the easy person to, to have lead this and, and, and be the founder of it. That makes sense. And so that's where Black Squares came from. Um, Justice, how, how did you uh, go about reaching these younger kids when traditionally this organization had been more dealing with high school kids? Uh, well, we just reached out online uh, and got a lot of interest. Um, and I mean, everybody has kids and it's just uh, it's just a great idea. Right. Why not just get your kids into chess rather than, you know, just the usual like basketball, football. Right. Chess is more of a thinking game. So why not just introduce your kids uh, as young as possible to the game? I get the sense for a parent. It's it's the dream thing. Right. We all want our kids to be smart. How, is it a harder sell with kids where football might seem, say, flashier, even if it could give you a major concussion to get a kid to want to play chess? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I, I can see how you would say that, but I wouldn't really say so. Uh, once kids get hooked on something or learn how to play, they pretty much get pretty hooked on it themselves. They, uh, that's just how it went for me, and I didn't really like it. And as soon as I got hooked on it, I just, I just, it wasn't even the like thing. It was just I was just hooked on it. So I think that can happen to a lot of kids. Uh, that learn how to play the game. Hmm. So, Michael, I understand Dream Builders is now working on creating a chess park in North St. Louis. Uh, where is that going to be? So, absolutely. Um, we're super excited about this. Our efforts right now, is we're trying to be extremely place-based, so we're working in Hyde Park uh, in St. Louis, definitely North St. Louis, uh, right off of 70 in Salisbury. Um, all of our rehabs are in this community, so we're planning on doing 25 rehabs and then also 25 free home repairs for seniors in the community. And I think one of the most uh, exciting things that we have going is actually bringing that chess park. We want this to be something that we can model in other communities and other neighborhoods and potentially having chess parks all over St. Louis City and then having competitions between Hyde Park and Central West End, Hmm. uh, giving the city an opportunity to engage with folks they normally wouldn't. So what makes it a chess park? Are you going to have those cool built-in chess boards? Yes. So we have an amazing design uh, that was done by uh, Brian Temple. He works over at HOK. Um, He's an architect. He does amazing work. He created uh, him and his partner, Dan. I'm really sorry, Dan, because I can't remember your last name. But they put together an amazing design. And I think this design is going to be something that attracts folks all over the region to actually come and participate and play because it really mimics the chess board. Hmm. Um, it's more of a pavilion, but then also really cool chess pieces all around it. Uh, we're looking to invest uh, a nice amount of money into it, but we're thinking that it's really going to transform uh, the high Park neighborhood. Boy, that sounds great. What's the timing for getting that open to the public? So this will all be done in 2021. I don't want to put a a, a hard date on it, but 2021 is when we're hoping to have it completed. Wow. Well, that just sounds great. And and Justice, I think it's important to mention you're not waiting for this chess park to be open to start teaching these kids. As we mentioned earlier, um, you have now started hosting these training sessions. What happens when you get the kids there um, on a weekend day? Sorry, was that directed towards me? Yes, Justice. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, so we, we, we just... Uh, over the weekend, we were learning about how the pieces move, things of that nature, doing different types of puzzles, but uh, also just allowing the kids to play and just enjoy themselves at the same time. Um, just giving them free, just access to just playing. 
mm-hmm. with each other, playing chess with each other. Well, as we mentioned, our producer, Lara Hamden, was there, and uh, she talked to some people there. Kareem Simmons was one. He brought his daughter, Chase, to the first training session, and he reported that she was more than eager to come back. He explained what he hopes his daughter gains from being a part of Black Squares. I hope that she understands that um, because you look a certain way, um, black, female, uh, minority, I I hope that you understand that anything is possible and there are people out there that look like you that want the same things uh, out of life. And this is just a great, you know, great way to just see that and share that. And parents, we love it. And that is Kareem Simmons. Justice, St. Louis is considered such a chess city, but does the Del Mar divide come into play when it comes to chess? Just like listening to Kareem talk about how his daughter gets to see people who look like her. Is that an issue, even in a, a city like this that's considered such a great chess city? Yeah, I, I think I think it's definitely an issue. Uh, there's just really no chess scene here uh, with, with black faces in it. Um, man, I, I grow, growing up in New York, uh, there's Washington Chess Park, so that's like the real. That's what makes ch- uh, chess really big in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was go- I was able to travel there and just play every weekend with the guys there, and they were all black. So well, most of them were black. So I just know how important it is as as in the, as a uh, as a youth just to realize that there are other black people that play chess and that are really good at it and they, they can teach you something. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Michael, uh, the World Chess Hall of Fame is such a juggernaut in this town. Were you tempted to team up with them in this or were you always certain you wanted to go your own way? There will definitely be opportunities to collaborate for sure. I mean, Dream Builders, in a nutshell, like the only thing that really keeps us thriving and growing and, thri- and, and, and being successful is that our ability to collaborate. Uh, but I do think that it's extremely important for us to have uh, complete ownership of this program and also for the young people to see us in these leadership roles. I think it's nothing more amazing for these 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds to see justice uh, leading this program, leading this initiative, and really being proud and happy to be able to be a blessing to them and be a mentor to them. I know we're talking a lot about, you know, chess, but I think the most important thing is just us being able to fellowship with the young people, us being mentors, them seeing black men who just care about them um, and and not looking for anything other than just helping them to grow. Hmm. I think that is very important. And I think by partnering with, um, with the chess club, that would have took some of that away. Mm-hmm. But I think us collaborating will still be be a, a great opportunity in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems like such a great program. And for those who want to get more information about that, we'll have that on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. Michael Woods, Executive Director of Dream Builders for Equity. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. And Justice Williams, Director of Black Squares. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.